0: Hey guys, welcome to Bang Boardcast, episode number 554. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways.
1: The first being The Weekend Geek, bringing the top geek stories of the past week. Next
2: is the list of comic books that we are looking forward to coming out Wednesday, February 28th. That's today. twenty twenty-four.
0: And not even today, like the meta, this is the day you're listening
2: to it. Like, we're literally
0: recording this on Wednesday. I bought my book. It's sitting there in a bag. I haven't opened it yet. Wow. I know. Then anyway, we follow it up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week, it's time for part 29 of our Great Marvel Retrospective. Uh, this being Great Marvel Television Retrospective. We're going to be taking a look at What If Season 1. Mm-hmm. So I should have asked this in, in the pre-show stuff. Paul, did you did you
1: watch it? I didn't finish it. Yes. Okay, cool. So hey, yeah. that's cause for celebration. Yeah, yes. You know what? The episode starts now. <laughs> that, that was all pre-trailer. <laughs>
0: wow, man. If the listeners were on the call before we started recording. They oh, they, would, they, would, they would get those. They would
1: references. love it. No. we can talk
0: about it in the news. We
1: will. But, uh, Chris, what are you drinking? How are you celebrating?
0: Uh, I'm celebrating by drinking a beer from Ardent Craft Ales, and this is their Pilsner. Uh, Ardent Craft Ales out of Richmond, Virginia. Uh, 5% ABV. I did not have a lot going into this beer. The only reason I picked it up is because John got a Pilsner, so I was like, hey, I'll I'll get a Pilsner to drink alongside you. It's fine. Uh it's, yeah. it's got a little bit of a sweetness to it like whatever malt they're using this is somewhat reminiscent more of like a like an oktoberfest almost mm-hmm. like it's like, much more closer in line with like a marzen than feels like a pilsner but it has like there's a little bit of like that it's like an acrid breadiness so i don't know like that's coming from the yeast or what on the on the tongue from it i don't love it i don't hate it it's, it's fine like this is If I had to describe what a Pilsner tasted like to somebody without having tasted one, it's probably how I would have described it. So I guess this is delivering. So, uh, John, you you made like a nodding motion when
2: I said something. So uh, what was – what did I say that you were like, yeah, that's that's – The acrid breadiness because Mm. I think that's how I would describe mine too. Uh, And I'm drinking a German-style Pilsner. This is, hello, Pils. From Beer Tree, and I had Beer Tree's beers last week, and I really enjoyed all of them. Um, This isn't bad, but this isn't good.
0: Uh, Sorry, this just in. This is also a German Pilsner, so maybe that's, like, one of the hallmarks of a German Pilsner. Because I think the last Pils I had was, like, an Italian Pilsner, actually. Yeah. I don't remember that, like, kind of, like,
1: that clean, like, cleaning, like solvent bite to it wait are you guys saying that german comes off a little harsh mm, a bit yeah a little uh, bit no. um yeah i definitely
2: i definitely it requires love it. that nice so
0: it's actually good to knock
2: i enjoy my czech pilsners bohemian pilsners um but yeah this i'm not i'm not loving it almost has like a thin down, watered down, high gravity wa- uh, lager taste with that kind of me- like um, like a mealiness. Ooh. I, I, don't I, know. I get I get what you're saying. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't I don't love it, and I don't necessarily like this beer.
0: I'll, I'll but finish I have, this because we're we're gonna be sitting here talking yeah. for a couple hours, so I might as well. I have to say, I, one of the other pilsners I had recently was. Also a Czech Pilsner, that was from um, Angry Chair, because there was that night that I did, like, four Angry Chair beers, and that one was really good. Like, may- maybe I just need to stick to that style. Yeah. Paul. Chris. What you what you drinking?
1: I am drinking. I am balling on a budget. I went to uh my local grocery store, and they have a craft your own section, and I found uh some really good picks, and uh, I'm <clears> not sure how much I'm going to be drinking on the show tonight. Because uh, what I'm drinking right now is a 11.2% alcohol by volume beer. And this is from Founders. This is a KBS Blueberry. Uh, This was bottled on uh, July 10th of 2023. So they're definitely cleaning out some old stock here. Um, But you know what? $12.99 or six pack to throw it into my six pack variety. When this beer is normally, what? $19.99? 1999? I feel like I'm so like because this is one when it comes to in a four pack. 22 Two-pack? for a four pack? Oh, yeah. I'm definitely winning. Just by square footage alone. Um so this is a, a variety of the KBS. It tastes very like when I first took a couple my couple first sips of it, I'm like, oh, it's a KBS. And then and I wasn't getting much blueberry. But now that I'm like halfway through it. I'm getting a lot of that lingering blueberry like flavor, but it is a little bit more of a candy blueberry. Mm-hmm. But it is a Michigan blueberry. So maybe one of these days I just need to go and get myself some fresh Michigan blueberries. Maybe they taste a little candy like, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I wasn't impressed by this beer when I had
0: it. <clears throat> um, I remember because it was a couple of months ago. I liked it more than the Lizard of Cos, mm-hmm. which was also part of their Bourbon Barrel Age Series. And that was like the chocolate blueberry raspberry, yeah. I think. That one is yeah. overly like candy sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I liked the blueberry one more than that. But I
1: still think that's not one of my favorite like yeah. variations on the KBS. Yeah, this would be in the bottom. Like original KBS, <clears throat> the Canadian one. See, my- I like the CBS more until you age the KBS. I think we already we yeah. have this
0: conversation every time we start talking about the KBS varietals. Um Yeah.
1: Uh I like the fudge one quite a bit.
0: Yeah, the Mackinac fudge one was really the
1: good. The Mackinac fudge That's one would be probably one of my favorite KBS variants. Those are, uh Was there a coffee one at one point? Like a, they did the, the espresso. espresso? Yeah. Okay, that might be near the top 2 and then yeah. That might be mid-tier. See, and then the, blueberry would be would be lower tier.
0: I remember the espresso, and I remember liking it, but it was kind of one of those, like, oh, do you want some coffee in your your coffee bourbon stout? Like, it was kind of one of those, yeah. like, win, win more situations where it's like, well, I'm already I'm already drinking this because I like it.
1: Yeah. Well, this blueberry t- completely knocks out the coffee for me. Mm-hmm. I get vanilla, the bourbon-ish, bourbon-y kind of flavor, and then just straight aftertaste the lingering blueberry now so decent but it's it's a lot (laughs) you know it's just a lot i
0: i've been drinking founders beers for years now and i feel comfortable and confident with saying this i think i like backwoods bastard Mm -hmm. more than kbs it's like a little bit sweeter i feel like it has more flavor pop i think kbs is the brand that put them on the map so they need to at least like keep that one coming out but I mean, Backwoods Bastard, I think, is just
2: a, a better beer. And Backwoods Bastard, I think, has like it has more depth of flavor. Like, it's got more mm-hmm. complex notes to it. Backwoods Bastard probably is in my top five favorite beers of all time. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one that constantly stays in that top five, where things are like, oh, yeah, that'd probably be one of my favorite this, or that'd be my favorite that, but hands down, like, a readily readily available beer, barrel-aged beer, that's great pricing, that tastes fantastic. I mean, that
0: bastard. and uh, that note, too, like, Dragon's Milk from New Holland. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I think both of those are better beers than KBS, because I think KBS is just going to sell on its on name alone. Even, but like, sometimes think,
1: it think, doesn't.
0: I yeah, <laughs> I think even just like the regular Dirty Bastard, mm-hmm. I, I like
2: more than KBS. It's like the, the Scotch Ale. It's been a long time since I've had just a a Dirty Bastard, yeah. but they are putting Dirty Bastard out in the nineteen twos, the big oh, pants. damn! Okay, I mean, one's all you need. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. Nice. Hey, good chat,
2: everybody. Are we all done then?
0: Yeah. Uh, Make sure you like, subscribe, all that stuff. No, because we got to head out to the trailer tree. Because we talked about it in The Weekend Geek on last episode. Uh, We got the teaser and the poster for Borderlands. And literally, like like we said, the next day the Borderlands trailer came out. So we've been sitting on this for literally a week now. Uh, Paul just watched it, though. Mm -hmm. So, Paul some of that's not into Borderlands and basically only heard like what John and I had to no, say. No, I
1: played Borderlands too. Oh, okay, because it was on the Steam sale, so I picked it up, played through it. Fun game, uh, very wacky and over the top kind of uh irreverent, you know, kind of game, but not like overly ir- uh irreverent. So I'm like, oh, I do not know what this movie's gonna be like. And there's definitely a scene in the trailer where it's like lap, trap. Uh, you know, it's just poop, pooping out poop, shells, pooping bullet shells, bullet shells, pooping bullets, pooping bullets. I'm like, oh, yep, that's the irreverent comedy that I was afraid of. That that would be the mainstay of this movie. Also, I don't, I like Claptrap's voice, like the voice actor from mm-hmm. doing the original Claptrap. Uh, so hearing Jet Black with the like weird voice modulation on it, I'm like, it's close, but not close enough, and it's not Jet Black enough either. Yeah. So it kind of annoyed me. Not as much as watching like just very quick cuts and then trailer starts now. Why is this a thing with movie trailers now? Everybody knows we watch the Super Bowl and what it says is, hey, view the full trailer online. I go online. I click on the trailer. The trailer started. I started it. I clicked on it. I'm the one that started it. Don't tell me it's starting now. It already started. It annoys me. It, it I I miss the in a world voice because I'd much rather have What that. if
0: they, it started off in a world where the trailer starts now and then it started? <laughs> would you feel better about that?
1: I'd feel marginally better about that. But also, I uh, there would be a part of me that died because I know that AI was create, used to create that voiceover. Because mm. that guy's dead. Theres probably somebody else that's doing that role, though, yeah, but nobody else does the in the world. there's no in world anymore uh voice you, trailers it's all trailer starts now, I don't like it I don't like well, they it. don't need to they don't need to pay a
2: guy. they can just have the work <laughs> come yeah. up, so John, uh, your thoughts um it it looks like a borderland trailer, like the humor is very close to what that is in the game, and this is just the trailer bits. Uh, I thought all the characters look pretty spot on, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's, it's guard, you know, guardians of the borderland. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: I, the whole time I'm like, oh, yes, it's legally distinct enough guardians of the galaxy that mm-hmm. they could do like the needle drops and bright colors and weird jokes and aliens. And it'll, it'll stand on some, but also that's still kind of borderlands is brand. So it works. I'm cautiously optimistic about this. Um, it's weird seeing Kate Blanchett as uh, Lilith. Like that's my only like. Well, and also I don't know about Kevin Hart as Roland because Roland is supposed to be like the stoic, yeah, The stoic like soldier type. So having everybody just be that kind of like amped up, yeah, a level. I don't, I don't know. But also like I, I think that's kind of his brand now too, with like Jumanji and mm-hmm. stuff like yeah. that. So.
2: Well, I thought I understood. Like, I, like, I saw people say, like, online, like, oh, I can't believe Kevin Hart's in this. No, I can't believe Kate Blanchett is in this. Yeah. And, you know, like, I can understand Jamie Lee Curtis because she is a huge, like, gamer. That, and her family are what, gamers.
0: That's what Yanni said when she watched it. Because, like, she's like, oh, like, you know, she's a nerd. Like, because like, that's the things that we've talked about before on the show and just in my personal life. So it's like, I get her. Like, that makes <laughs> sense. Yeah. Oh, maybe this is fun for Kate Blanchard. Maybe yeah. she just wanted something like, oh, I just need to do something
2: exciting. Oh, I, just, I just played Tar, which was in black and white, heavily depressing,
1: mm-hmm. horrible person. Uh, let's play an action hero. Maybe maybe she did enjoy the whole like Thor Ragnarok thing and wanted to... Like, I, you know I, what, I let's did do like her as hell one a knows. lot. Yeah. Probably
2: like, she probably had fun
1: with it. If she has fun, you know, and... That's awesome. Like, I I like actors that like their job. I like everybody that likes their job. (laughs) Like, you know, I don't want to go watch a movie or watch any kind of entertainment, sport, especially sports, where I know the the person isn't enjoying themselves, isn't having fun. It's so much better when people are having fun. That's why I do the podcast every week with you guys, because, you know, I have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Me too. You people. guys, you guys Me are too. the uh, Thor Ragnarok to my Kate Blanchett. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I'm like down to the bottom of this can, <clears throat>
2: and I don't know. Like, I actually want to finish it, but you know, this, you this is what nothing says you have to. Um, there was another trailer that came out this week. Um, I think I sent it to at least you, Chris, and this was uh, Boy Kills World. Starring, oh, you didn't uh, send
0: it to me, but I saw it when we went to go see the uh Demon Slayer special event. Uh
2: Okay. Bill uh, uh, Scarsgard? Bill Scarsgard, uh whose inner monologue and voice is done by John H. Benjamin. Um it looks like a lot of fun. It looks like a 90s like it it looks like looks like shoot 'em up. This, it's like a Yeah. Shoot em up, but it has that '90s uh, future um, kind of look to it. Like I, when I watched it, I was like, "This reminds me Paul, of Double Dragon." Just like,
0: Paul just threw his hands up in the air. I was like,
2: "What?"
1: No, yeah, it reminds I clicked me of like on the shooter. trailer. You know what it starts oh. with? In a world. No trailer oh, the... starts now.
0: I was really hoping it was going to be in a world. Are you watching the trailer for? I'm
1: watching it now.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, Oh, you got to watch it, Paul. You got to watch it with the sound because
0: John I have the sound on. I can hear you, I guess. Uh, This looked a lot of fun. And this is a movie that I didn't hear or see anything about before catching the trailer. And it's like produced by Sam Raimi. Uh, This this isn't going to be something that gets me into the theater. But this is definitely when it pops up on Netflix, Hulu, Peacock, whatever. I'll probably like check it out. It's like Uh, dumb, fun action shooter.
2: There's a a couple guys that I work with and they've been like, oh, like when the movie like Sisu came out, they're like, all right, guys, we're all going to go. Let's go. And I'm like, yeah, I'll go. What time? uh, What time are you guys thinking? And they're like, there's a 930 showing. And I'm like, sorry, guys, I'll be in bed at 945. Um, But this is one that I'd be like, guys, are we going to go? Let's go to an eight o'clock showing at the latest. but yeah, it'd be it's something fun. I think a fun shoot 'em up action movie to watch with like friends. Paul's Paul's still watching I know, it.
1: Still watching it. It's fine. I <laughs> it.
2: That's <all> right. It's <laughs> one I'm of those things that I thought of after um, after the fact. I didn't give a Paul a heads up to
1: watch it before. Hey. hey, you guys know. Step one, you watch a trailer. Step two. You think about the trailer. Step three, you let Paul know about the trailer. That's 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 what was in the trailer. Yeah, it it looks like a goofy fun. I, that would be a fun like hot tub. There's like a level of movie that I enjoy the like the hot tub time machine level of movie where it's just stupid fun. <laughs> you watch it knowing that you kind of want to be a little blitzed out of your mind. And just enjoy it. That looks like that kind of movie. I want to go see it in the theater. Good luck, John. Good to see it at 8 o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> I could only half hear you guys because I was listening to the trailer. I assume that's what you were saying. But, uh, yeah. Uh, might be something. If it hits Hulu. <laughs> or whatever I'm subscribed to at that point. I'll be on the lookout for it.
0: Uh, I... Should have looked to see who's putting it out, because I'll probably tell you where it's going to be. It's going to be like Paramount Plus or something like that. But, yeah. Uh, The other thing that I have for news, and it's a little bit of sad news that I saw literally just before we jumped on to start recording. Uh, Comedian Richard Lewis passed away
1: yesterday. Wait, wait, wait. wait. What? Do you have bad news? Yes. Well, maybe if you tell me the bad news in a happy way, it won't make Ah. it feel so bad. Gotcha.
0: Nice reference. So I didn't see where you're going with it. From
1: uh, Men in Tights. Yeah, Tights.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Richard Lewis passed away at 76 uh, due to complications from a heart attack. And just a couple days ago, I started trying to catch up on Curb Your Enthusiasm because the final season's going on now. I like, I missed, like, so much. So I went back and I started watching, I forget what season it was. Uh, John, have you kept up on it? yeah
2: uh, the the previous season, I was halfway through it. I didn't get around to finishing it. And that uh, was just because I couldn't find time to watch it alone.
0: Because I'm i enjoying it. I watched, like, three episodes the other day. I was probably going to watch a couple more, like, tonight after we finish. But there was a moment where... My beer started to foam over. Sorry. Um, Richard Lewis is, like, featured heavily in, like, the first episode of the season. And I, I had a moment was like, I thought he passed away. And then... I was like, well, obviously he did because he's on this show. And then, uh, what I probably remembered was he. But like, is your, your
2: microphone with, is picking up all the foam? It's like mm-hmm. I haven't like completely like cracked it, and it's just foaming
0: up out of the the top. Yeah, yeah, get
1: down there, really Chris.
0: <laughs> it's really annoying me, uh, but I don't want to like this over. Um, but apparently, he also had been diagnosed with Parkinson's a couple years ago, which is probably what I remember. Seeing the news stories about, but it's yeah. sad, like as Paul said. Um, well, the also they had that to...
2: whole season where he he needed a kidney transplant mm. and wanted Larry to give it
1: the give him his kidney, and Larry did everything he could to not do that. Yeah, why do you need two kidneys for? Unless you know your first kidney's bad. Yeah,
2: uh, Chris. So you haven't gotten to the season with Lynn uh, Lin Miranda.
0: Uh, no, that was an older one. I think I saw.
2: Okay, because he was, was, a it, was a rec- it was a
0: okay. more
2: recent it was more recent when he's in through it like the whole like the whole show with the paintball. Did you
0: I might have actually seen that season. Okay. Cause the one I'm watching now is, um he's separated
2: from Cheryl
0: and she's with Ted Danson.
2: Yeah, that's like uh like mid that's mid sea like mid seasons, right?
1: It was from like twenty twenty. <laughs> He took so they a couple got, breaks, right? Like, he they, had... There's got, gaps they, between...
2: Yeah. They broke up a while ago, though, in those seasons. Because she's been with Ted Danson in the show for quite a while. Anywho. Uh, yeah, Richard Lewis. Richard Lewis. Someone who... I mean, very popular in, like, the late 80s, early 90s. I know that um, we just talked about Jamie Lee Curtis, but Jamie Lee Curtis um came out to talk about her friend Richard Lewis cuz they were in a mm. they did a sitcom together that was fairly short-lived.
0: Yeah, season I'm sorry, I'm on season 10. Okay. January
1: 2020. Okay. Wow. I knew I knew it wasn't that long. There's a lot of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. yeah. Um Yeah, but no, I'm I'm sad. Like
2: Richard Lewis was always somebody who I always liked in my younger years and kind of never really thought of again until he started appearing in Curb Your Enthusiasm. And then you're like, oh, yeah, Richard Lewis. Mm -hmm. And he was such a great friend slash foil for Larry David in that show because they are friends. So they know how to get under each other's skin with stuff and really bicker. And when they are bickering together. You can tell that it's their friends and they know how <laughs> very they know much. they know how to do that to each other.
0: So, yeah. Yeah, very sad. Um, makes me want to watch Robin Hood Men in Tights again, though.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Because that's my only real memory of the guy.
0: Not at the Boku commercials.
1: No, Boku? I don't know
0: He did commercials for like a beverage in the 90s called Boku it was like a soft drink that wasn't carbonated and it came in like a giant juice box for adults and it was like it wasn't carbonated Mm. man I don't know where to go next after that depressing news uh do we want to talk about something that makes us happy like comic books that are coming out for today or do we want to talk about something else that makes us happy which is the current
1: beers we're drinking Chris, there's only one way I know how to deal with depression and sadness, and that is to drink myself into it. I
0: really thought you were going to right turn that and be like, that's reading the comic books. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and while I'm drinking, I like to read comic books. So, guys, I'm looking forward to uh, Power Girl number six. This is uh, starting a new story arc, and this is going to get star Supergirl. Uh, the citizens of Metropolis are suddenly disappearing And it's all because of a new street drug that actually, uh, called Avalon, that actually is teleporting people to medieval times. Oh, the restaurant, I love eating baked potatoes with my hands. That would be better than actually being transported to medieval times. Because guess what? You think you're going to speak English there? You're not. Nobody's going to understand you. You're going to die of smallpox, like, as soon as you get there. It is not a fun time. Don't do it. Paul Paul Paul's speaking from experience. Mm -hmm. Have you guys actually Uh, ever been
0: to Medieval Times?
1: No, I haven't.
0: I went to the one in Toronto for my 30th birthday. I actually had a lot of fun. I do want to go to the one that's here in Orlando, because Yanni's never been, and I'm like, I don't know how much it costs now, but it's one of those things where I had a good enough time, and the meal was Mm -hmm. okay enough that, like, yeah. You know what, if it's... An approachable and he price. can get a horn of beer, right? Yes. Um, I didn't get that. I I don't remember what the drink I got had in it, but it was called like a Dragon Slayer. Ooh. Uh, medieval times. I don't even know if they
1: still have it. My uh, cousin was a squire in medieval times, back when he was a teenager. He did the uh, sword fight.
2: I've just done the uh, Sterling Renaissance Festival. That okay, that's fun, though. Mm-hmm. The fighting. I went with
1: Chris and Chris's mom.
0: Paul was hamming it up. Mm-hmm. Paul was up there doing stick on the uh, the stage, and I think like the guy was like, this
1: is my show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, if he sets it up, he doesn't expect me to knock it down. You know, you're doing a bit. And you know how I love a bit, so there's like there's
2: Paul on this show, Paul <laughs> in real life, and then Paul in character as somebody fun that he does <laughs> yeah. so you and sometimes you never know what you're gonna get with him, but uh you know the the sticky Paul is a lot of fun, and I think like when we were talking about the um Star uh, Star Wars Cruiser, Galaxy Cruiser, whatever. I said to Paul like, the only person I would want to do that with would be like Paul, Mm -hmm. because Paul would get everything out of it. He he would interact with all those people. He would be the one driving that home, so much so that Mm -hmm. they'd be again, those people would be like, Somebody help me! The guy's coming again. Like he's too—he's too much.
1: <laughs> That—that's you're. Ca- you're John the waiter from. <laughs> yeah, I'm John the waiter. Uh, I—I. I, that's what kind of makes me sad about uh the um uh, Galaxy's Edge right now. So because I go to the shopkeeper, I'm like, hey, is—is uh, is Volt Volt's off today? He's not here, and because that's the name of the person that runs that stand in the books. And there isn't that kind of interaction that happens. They're like, oh, who? It's like Paul's okay. trying to role play with some kid that's on like the
0: college program. And they're yeah. like, oh, this
1: is my first day. Well, I haven't seen my family in a month and I don't know what to do. And then I don't know the timeline. Also, also yeah, <laughs> so I, I working... talk to a character about a character who might be dead or alive, depending on what t- day of time of day it is. <laughs> yeah
2: also that kid has rung out seventy five thousand people and then paul showed up it's just like
0: paul walks in like i'm the last guy you want to see walk into the cantina (laughs) let me tell you that guy's like i'm already supposed to be on my break uh." yeah uh so the dragon slayer does still exist uh it is malibu rum mango mix and then they they put like it was like grenadine or something in there mm-hmm. just to kind of give it like the look of like, oh, there's like blood drops in here. It was good. I remember liking it.
1: They have hurricanes. Anytime I hear uh, Malibu rum, I go, oh, really? Yeah. I don't like it. No? Well, it is, is, he's, the, he's, he's Mr. Mr. He's Mr.
2: Cocktail now, so he only drinks the state reserve. Ba-ba-da.
1: I have three different rums in my cabinet right now. Ready to go. Smith and uh, Smith and Cross. Um, so okay. I have a Demerara uh, rum. I'm forgetting which kind. Um, so you don't do Malibu. But what,
0: but what would you do for like a like a tropical rum? Like if you want something like coconutty, like would you do like an because Angels Angels Envy has like the the finished like Caribbean.
1: I won't do anything that's a flavored rum. If I want coconut, I'll just add coconut milk or uh, coconut. Yeah um let's see cooking a cream mm. something like that like i'll I'll just put that in my drink
2: and power girl
1: number so, six gotcha but <laughs>
2: but here's the thing this is the new cocktail paul yeah paul before that would be oh we are walking through the liquor store uh as we do every saturday because they do samples and we <laughs> go through and get samples and we found yep. this rum for three ninety nine. dollars <laughs> It's not the best rum. Uh, but uh, it's got a picture of a lady fighting
1: a squid on it. Yep. Hey, it was free after rebate. <laughs> uh, John, you're walking through the comic book store and it's I, $3.99. What are you picking up?
0: I feel like uh, his book's probably more.
1: <laughs> I do feel like... I think I get more enjoyment out of a bottle of rum that's $3.99 than a comic book right now. Uh,
2: well, this is 80 pages. What if pages? it was <laughs> uh, It's 80 pages.
1: Oh, okay. yes. And,
2: and it's $6.99. Ooh. Uh, but you it pick is, up two bottles of that rum. But it's two, it's two books in one. Mm. Uh, and this is The Savage Sword of Conan. Uh, this is... Uh, a new epic of Conan the Barbarian, written by um, John Arcudi and Max von Fathner on art, with uh, a backup of The Return of Solomon Kane, written the Witch by guy? Yeah, okay. Uh, written and drawn by Patch Zurcha. um and then there's a bunch of pinup art. Um
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Is, there la- is
0: there a lady fighting a
2: squid?
1: Maybe. Because <laughs> Paul already saw that one. It's not a bottle of rum. <laughs> but uh, does
2: but does this I do... mean
1: that Marvels lost the Conan? Um, they had it for a short time. What? What? Three years?
2: Yeah. But this is at yeah this is at Titan Books. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't what know. Is... Or maybe is, it's, is there, like, a
0: different Conan? Like, is one of them maybe based off of, like, the books, but then someone's doing something based off of, like, another aspect, like the comics or, like, the movies where they can do something at Marvel and something at, like, another publisher? I don't know. This is just my stuff.
2: I don't know. I don't know. They also might have been like, left we're left not making enough money from the Conan books. We'll just yep. let it slide and yeah. sell it off or do whatever. Um, or also it might've gone into public domain where you can, yeah. unless it's, you're calling it something versus you know, not the barbarian or this or that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, uh, on Arcudi, I do enjoy his writing. So I like to see maybe where this goes. And I like to dip my toe into sword sandals and, and fantasy with that, you know? One of the um, one of the things I do like, Chris gave me this. Like, oh, Cerberus. I love, I love reading Cerberus, and it's just Conan, but it's uh, aardvark. and yeah, Dave. like, this is one of like my summer like my summer um summer reads or going on a vacation because I could just pick it up. I could just pick it up anywhere in that book and Enjoy the
0: story. Yeah, that's I, there. I think when I bought that book from Don's, it was like $12 too. Like, it was like super cheap, and I was like, yeah, this is something like I want to check out. It looks
2: like a telephone. Uh, book. It's got a 30 on it. So, it, uh, okay. was it on sale? <laughs> I don't know. It like, is I like remember it book. being like, like, oh, it's not bad. Um, but, uh, uh, I, like, and, I like the art. I like the stories in it. I like sword and sorcery stuff like that.
0: Uh, I did look it up. Dark Horse had the Conan uh, license rights. From 2003 to 2018, when Marvel got them back, Marvel had them until 2022 when Titan Comics then took over the license again. There we go. Not that we get anything out of that, but that was just you know to answer that question. That would be it.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I was just wondering.
0: Appreciate it. You're welcome, Chris. Hi. What book are you looking forward to?
1: I, I'm actually. You know, we got to throw it to you.
0: You got to throw it to me. I was ready to go, but, you know, I couldn't say anything. Uh, I haven't read number two yet, but I absolutely loved Duke number one coming out from Image Comics as part of the Energon universe. Little mini imprint. Are you
1: pulling a paw right now?
0: I'm pulling a paw because I know I love that first one. I'm loving everything else going on in Energon. So I'm picking Duke number three uh, being written by Joshua Williamson, art by Tom Riley. And I know I'm going to like this one. Because I liked everything else. And also this one has Baroness on the cover. So, you know, that's that's saying something. Uh again, we've talked about G.I. Joe previously. I wasn't a big G.I. Joe fan growing up, but whenever I would see that Baroness action figure at my friend's house, I felt a little bit funny. <laughs> and, Baroness,
1: uh, more like Baron, yes.
0: <laughs> Baron. Rawr. I can't I can't do the growl. So
2: oh, John here are. That's why we Oh, no, I don't have. Can't. I gotta get. I gotta get. I, my mouth is a little dry. I gotta go. Baron. Oh, you know what? Oh, this I must I don't have enough. Uh, water, I don't have any water.
1: Never mind, everybody. Sorry, yeah, we're I'm letting sorry, everybody down.
2: Right. So I don't know what
0: John's like drinking. He says water, but the <laughs> what that looks like is it's just like a jug full of ranch dressing, and I'm confused because that's that's just gonna
2: make you flemier.
1: You can't you can't
2: yeah, see it. It's yeah. hidden. It's hidden valley. Baron, I can't do it. I don't I don't have Gee. enough.
1: First, I don't have enough so. first John. We set it up 3 times for you. Yeah, Each I time. Have, it looks like you're ready. Right my mouth out. Anyways, Chris, let's just get back to your book. It's yeah, fine. No, that's that's just, all I
0: have to say. Uh, I am really enjoying this little corner of comic books universe. Uh, and I'm looking forward to like the day I sit down and I I read Duke number 2, Duke number 3, Cooper. Wow. So, there it is. I uh, like the last issue of uh, Transformers that I haven't read yet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think two issues of Void Rivals I've picked up that I haven't read yet. Yeah, I, that's the comic book reader I am now where I just buy stuff. It sits in the bag on my nerd shelf next to me. And then eventually I'm like, all right, let me open these up and see what what's in here. Because when I went to the comic book store today, like walking to the shelf, I was like, oh, the Batman and Robin annual came out. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't think I had that on my pull list. Did that come out this week? No, it came out last week. Did I buy that last week? I don't know.
1: Oh. So I didn't buy it because I have to see if it's in the bag here. You mean you're you know, not, like, stopping at a red light, pulling a book over <laughs> over? Not really? anymore. Those days are behind me. But I'll
0: tell that's you what, really I do pull up at the red light and uh, pull out. And that's my next beer. Because <laughs> <laughs> I am currently drinking against the grain. And this is a Black Pills uh, Black Lager. Uh, this is... Five percent ABV. I've never actually had anything from Against the Grain, even though I see them all the time when I go to my beer store because they have a very distinct can art. And the can that I'm thinking of is a guy who's pooped his pants, and it's just like a brown stain on his. We under- used
2: to have them up here.
0: And every time I'm out, like, I see, I'm like, why would you put that on your can? Because you could be the best brewery in the world, but I see that can and I- I'm walking past that and grabbing something else. Uh but I will say after all the fizzing up that this can was doing when I was starting to crack it uh this is really nice it's got a wonderful roasty toastiness to it um black lager like it's black IPA adjacent and I'm here for it I that's just my flavor profile I'm I'm here for it
2: Uh yeah I'm also drinking a black lager and this is from local buffalo Brewery 42 North. Um, And this beer is celebrating the total solar eclipse that we are going to be having in April. Um, And this is called Nocturnus. And this is a nice drinking black lager. Um, Usually black lagers, sometimes there's like a sweetness, but this is all dry roastiness. That is super easy drinking. I'm almost done with this beer. And as much as I think we like the black IPAs,
0: black lager doesn't have that like over hoppiness to it. So you can keep going back to it. Like, I don't feel the need to like sit there and linger on it. Like, it's, it's taking
2: me to Toasty Town and I'm I'm down. Yeah, it is super easy drinking. Great roasty. This one has great roastiness to it. Um, I do enjoy a black lager um, almost as much as I like a black IPA.
0: It took me a while to find a black lager at my beer store. Like everything else, super easy. Like pills, Imperial Stout, IPA. I'm like, nail on it. Like, and then I'm like, man, I cannot find a black lager. And it was like we had been there for a little bit and like I was going through like scanning, reading everything on the shelf. And it's just like I might just have to go to the podcast and i be like, John, sorry, I couldn't find a black lager so I can match you with these other styles. But end of the end of the aisle, it came through.
1: Paul. Hey, I did. I was full intent, full intent of going into the beer store to buy exactly what uh, John said. Hey, black lager, a pills and then an IPA or a stout, Imperial Stout, right? Uh, but then I got to the Crafty Ground pack. and Guys, there, there were just gems there. I had to do it. I had to just buy them. And this is uh, from Dogfish Head. Wake Up Worldwide Stout. This is five, 15.3% alcohol by Oof. volume. Lord, save me. I got to work tomorrow. Paul's, uh, Paul's becoming Chris tonight. Like, yep, <laughs> yep.
0: This beer is 12%. Uh, I'm drinking a whole thing.
1: Uh, this has uh, coffee. Uh, old Prince coffee uh maple syrup oat milk solids cinnamon and dextrose. this is supposed to be like a uh morning beer but boy is it packing a punch right now it's it is smooth it is delicious it gives it a little bit, bit of sweetness from the maple syrup but i wouldn't say it's maple syrupy but big coffee notes up front uh i feel like i have robbed the store right now with these two beers i I was looking over my shoulder when I checked out. When I checked out, I'm like, I'm going to go to the youngest person that's checking people out because they won't know what I'm doing because I'm getting away with something here by getting these beers. And And also, you like when they call you, sir. Not really. But it is weird when they're like, I go to give them my ID and they're like, oh no, you're fine. And they just type in a random number. And I'm like, oh, that's how we're playing it. Cool, 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 cool. John, have you talked about your beer? Yes. Oh, sorry, I want to use the restroom. It's okay. That's okay. You know what else is okay? I was still talking about it when you sat down, though. And put your headphones on. No, no. Chris was talking about the, his, him looking through the beer store when I sat down. When I got my headphones on, so. That is true. But you know what else
0: is true? The fact that we do a dramatic reading every week. I don't, I don't know. I was going to try to make a joke and make John uh do the Boku commercial. But instead, no, it's a comic book <laughs> panel, like always. And now, dramatic reading from Green Lanterns, number 32, page 7, panel 3. Now! Run. That was a dramatic reading from Green Lanterns number thirty-two. He's hitting the guy
1: with a a guitar, Paul. Oh, okay, okay. I had to load up the panel
2: so I could see it because he made a face. I'm like, what?
1: He's still looking at it. Yep.
0: I don't know what he's doing, but guys, it's okay. gonna head us into our main topic. I'll up at the front it's time for part 29 of the great Marvel retrospective. Uh, we're dipping back into the TV side of things now because we're talking about what if season number one, what if coming out in 2021 over on Disney plus. Uh, man, this show is something completely different from anything else that we've experienced at this point. And I really enjoyed This season, I liked season two more. We'll get to that in like a year. Uh, But every single one of these, what, I think 10 episodes in the first season here. Trying to open it up on IMDb as we're talking about it. uh, Nine episodes in the first season. It's an anthology series. So each episode you're seeing The Watcher Uwatu introduce you into another corner of the multiverse, which all ultimately culminates in a crossover with the guardians of the multiverse uh coming together to protect time and space. And I watched all these episodes when they released. John, what was your watch schedule like with this? Is this something that you were like into? Because I, I vaguely remember you like
2: being like, eh, I I watched I'll watch it. I watched the Captain Carter episode, which is the first episode, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty good." And then I started watching the um Star-Lord um Black Panther one,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I was like, ah, "I'm out." Yeah. And if it wasn't for the fact that we were doing this and I hadn't previously watched these, I wouldn't have kept watching them. Like I I I really don't like the art style and the only thing. two episodes I really like is the Doctor Strange episode and the um Marvel Zombies one. Mm. Hmm. But I also like and I understand when 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 you hit the the last two episodes I understand why they all kind of end on like like a bit of a cliffhanger mm-hmm. because Uatu is coming and taking a character out from, from the end of that episode to then make his team. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> so they, they kind of like a little bit of a jarring ending for them where you don't really get a conclusion. um, And I don't like, I don't know. I just I don't love it, love it, but I don't hate it. And I appreciate <laughs> that they did this.
1: Paul, huh. this was your first foray into it. Uh, I uh. watched the first couple episodes as well. I bounced exactly where John did after the first two, uh, because I'm like, oh, OK. It's just saying, hey, what if this character was this character instead? And I was like. I like the first one more. Did you ever
0: sorry, did you ever read the What If comics? Because that's basically all the comics were. No. Too. Okay, but this is playing in the like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so mm-hmm. to the point where they have a lot of the actors come back to voice their characters, and in mm-hmm. some
1: cases, it's kind of surprising. That it's like, oh, you got, you know. Sometimes I wondered if it was. The actor actually coming back to voice it, or they just took alternative takes of what was already recorded? Because there's a lot of scenes that just overlap in in, uh, in it, especially like the if Iron Man was if Tony Stark was saved by Kill uh, Killmonger, like how much additional audio was really recorded there? Uh,
0: well, that wasn't actually Robert Downey Jr. That
1: was oh. the sound alike. So. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah that was all of that's brand new but in most um, cases they did have people come back but a lot of yeah, times like with you were, Black widow it was like Great lyle um tony stark it's not him at all but mm-hmm.
2: if you were still in the marvel universe mm-hmm. you were still doing the voices <laughs> except for um spider-man tom holland because mm-hmm. it was chris telmsworth it was Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, it was the one pl- who plays Peggy uh, Carter. Um, Sebastian Stan, like people who still have contracts with them. Uh, yeah. one of, it was. It was the last thing that Chadwick Bozeman did before he passed.
1: Yeah. John Favreau. Don't, don't which they just got many lines, so it wasn't like they were delivering diatribes. They were coming in to record like. Eight, yeah, that, 12 sentences? The, the beauty of this is, like, it's all animated. And, like,
0: a lot of the storytelling and, like, the heavy lifting is done by the Watcher. Like, he's mm-hmm. narrating everything that's going on. So, I think you get, you know, Sebastian Stan in there for an afternoon. It's like, boom, like, done. You got him. You know, it's like... And then some of the characters that they have do more stuff, like Ultron, it, it was a sound like They didn't actually bring, uh... James Spader. Yeah, like...
2: Yeah, it was the guy that did, um, Ross, uh, who was the guy that they brought in to do Red Skull in Mm -hmm. Infinity. Mm -hmm. Uh, he does Ultron. Sounded really good, though. Like,
0: especially because you can, you can squint in your ears and be like, okay, it's, it's close enough. Also, it's a multiversal version of this character. Like, that's fine.
2: Um. Jeremy Renner, Mark Ruffalo, Frank Grillo, Tom Hiddleston. Like, a lot of people did come back.
0: And some of these... Kurt Russell. Yeah, Kurt Russell just... He loves working with Disney. He's always going to. Some of the stuff, it could have also been a a case where it's like, hey, you have them on site to do something and just like, hey, we need you for an hour.
1: Peter, get away
0: from that. Like, okay, he's done for the episode.
1: Yeah, also... At-home recording has become so good. Yeah. And also the post-production of it, where you could call it in, literally phone it in, and it would work. Oh, even like... Uh, Because this was being done, like, during COVID. Mm -hmm. Like, this is one of the things that got released during COVID, because people could work on it remotely, because it's animation, and people could literally phone in their lines. And that's
0: part of what led to one of the episodes being pushed back from the season uh, into the second season. That's why you have Gamora Mm. appear in the the finale as like a member of the Guardians. But her episode actually isn't until season two, just because of hiccups in the production process that when they get to that episode in season two, it's like, oh, like you already know this character. She's one of the Guardians of the Multiverse. But where did she come? Like, they Mm kind of, like, retroactively, like, fit it in.
2: Um, And that might also explain why there's nine episodes and not ten. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: I don't want to, like,
2: again, because this is just kind of, like, a little bit
0: loosey-goosey because, again, this is all multiverse stuff. None of it actually matters in the great retrospective perspective. So it's, like, five minutes per episode because – we don't have to dwell on anything too much because some of these are just fun. Some of them, I don't even have a lot to say, uh, huh. but the one, the first episode was what if captain Carter was the first Avenger? And I, I kind of liked this one. I think maybe the most out of all of them until maybe uh, number six. Uh, Cause this is, I think the truest to what we already know about Mm -hmm. the world and those characters, because, like, yeah, Peggy's great. Like, seeing Peggy in that, like, superhero, I feel like it's something that everybody would have liked to have seen. Like, yeah, we got the Agent Carter series, which was pretty decent, but seeing Peggy, like, jumping around and throwing a shield at Nazis, kicking ass, like, it was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. I just don't understand how suddenly it's a tentacle monster villain at the very end. Like, okay. What what really changed on the Nazi side of things, on the Hydra side of things? But, it's fine. Well, it said
2: kind of like that Cthulhu monster, mm-hmm. the occult kind of stuff that they were into, so it's a little less Red Skull and more Cthulhu? And, and who, who knows where that portal
1: opened up to? Could have been an alien. Mm-hmm. Could be the thing that Doctor Strange tries to do, And absorb. that's what a lot
0: of people were were supposing and kind of like fan canoning for it. But yeah, it doesn't need to be that. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm just cool with it.
2: Mm-hmm. I liked that she still had the relationship with Steve. hmm And that he was also kind of her Bucky and her Iron Man.
0: Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, Number two is the what if T'Challa became Star-Lord, which was, as John said, actually the final thing that Chadwick Boseman worked on before he passed away. And this one I actually really did enjoy because so much of it is just, oh, he's T'Challa. He's just mm-hmm. a good understanding dude. He solves all the problems. Uh, him talking to Thanos, just being like, hey, get over it. Thanos being like... You got me again, Star Lord. <laughs> yeah. Like it's reminding me kind of uh, of um, Flash, Flash and Substance, mm-hmm. where it's just like, yeah, who wouldn't want to listen to this guy? Uh, a little bit more of an uplifting episode, I feel, and I don't know, I I, I dug it, and it just shows that you know he got stuff done.
1: Yeah, uh, I I believe this kind of sets up the rest of the. Episode kind of arc where it's like, oh, the one downer, one upper, one downer, one upper, one downer, one upper.
0: <laughs> kind of goes
1: in that kind of vein. OK, I can see that. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, well, I, 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 mean, I, I, they, get, they get kind of dense, so maybe
2: not. <laughs> yeah, I think you have like downer, 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 downer. What is if? What's uh, oh, the next Thor one? was the only child. Uh, the next one is. What if the world lost the mightiest heroes? Whereas Hank Pym yeah. loses Hope, who's a shield agent. So okay. Hank Pym is killing He's like all killing the everybody.
1: Series. And then this starts the theme of, like, oh, we'll just call Captain Marvel in to solve every problem. Well, she's there. She's there with the beeper. And the beeper comes up so often. The rest of the comes up twice. Two more times after this, though, right? Uh, the Thor one? The Thor one. Thor one, just, and then... Was it another time?
2: I, I was I like, think oh, it, yeah.
1: yeah, Ultron. Yeah, the Ultron. Well, she shows up in Ultron, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think he calls her. Because it, 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 it just feels like they use Captain Marvel as a cheat code. Like, oh, she's out on the board. We got to eliminate her somehow. Or, no. But
0: that's very much a thing that they have to do in the... Real movies, too, because it's mm-hmm. like, oh, if Captain Marvel's that power, why does not she just solve all the problems it's like yeah because she she's not in this movie, like she's yeah. out doing things with scrolls, like forget mm-hmm. about her for a second uh, I did kind of like the who done it of the Hank Pym mm-hmm. like
1: murder caper, I like that one, but yeah, that one's a bit dark too. I didn't like that it was Hank Pym in the Yellow jacket, jacket, which, they establish in the movie, that makes you go a little crazy. It, it brings out the worst in you. So I'm like, okay, I could, I could see that. That's a but, easy. I mean, the movie it was. What if? I mean, more. Uh, they Jaren didn't have
0: Frost. like he didn't have the pin particles. Like it was. Yeah. His own. Concoction.
2: But I can see also where where Paul's kind of coming from is. He's not wearing the Ant Man superhero. He's wearing the villain.
1: Yeah. Costume. Okay. Yellow wasp. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or
2: yellow.
1: Yeah.
0: Yellow jacket. Uh, fourth episode. What if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? Which, again, like John said, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch coming back. And I think this one was a little bit more powerful. Of an episode. A lot of people assumed that. When we got that Doctor Strange. Multiverse of Madness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Trailer that it actually was the Strange. Supreme from this. Uh, turns out no. Just a different multiversal. Doctor Strange. But I think this is still a solid episode. Like just with kind of like the futility. Of fighting against fate. Like mm-hmm. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Like Either meet it. succumb to it or. Get knocked out of the way,
1: yeah. But uh, you know, the, the well, fate that we see in Multiverse of Madness that's a that's a fate that lost uh Christine, right? The no, one that's, that's really out there and crazy, and the world's all falling
0: apart around him. I don't know, I don't think it's actually supposed to be that one because that one, like, he caused an
1: incursion. Mm-hmm. Well, it can't be because by the time we see him I mean, in What If, he's like locked he's away, the only, he's the only yeah. one left. Uh the one I yeah.
2: in- I think it's I think it's a different version but it's meant mm-hmm. to resemble Invoke. this version cuz he even has he's got the the third eye and and all of that mm-hmm. and uh but he was what well, in the in the madness it, he had the book and that's what drove him
0: he was like mm-hmm. absorbing all the other entities to gain more power need gain more power to try to mm-hmm. Bring back Christine.
2: Yeah. Um, but this is probably my favorite episode of the What If series mm. of the first season.
0: Interesting. So what pushes this to favorite?
2: Um, I think it's it holds a lot true to the movie character and the the movie.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: he instead of trying to help himself, he's trying to find help trying to find a way to save the person that he actually loves and how far he would go. Cause even after he's absorbed all those things, when he realizes that he's been doing it for centuries and that the guy who's was Mm -hmm. watching him is old, he still tries to be a a good person and a hero and turn back time for that person. Like he still tries to help. Mm -hmm. And I liked like that aspect of it. Um, I don't know. I for some reason I just really liked. I really liked this.
0: No, that's. I, I you're not wrong for liking. it. I was just curious, like what pushed this one over, like one of the over one of the more fun ones
2: or more. It wasn't like, just like, like. What if this character was this character? Yeah. And like
1: mm-hmm.
2: the, the Thor one, like it was actually
1: a what if? Yeah. And he got to carry it out. Versus,
2: and it, it still was kind of that character held true, and even like the what if you know Thor was a party animal, like that one, like I just got I got annoyed. Oh, I,
1: I got it. That one I. When we get to it, I was like folding laundry. I walked away. I answered a couple phone calls. I came back. And I'm like, yep, they're exactly where I thought they would be.
2: Um, but Chris, I'm gonna do the. IPA. Okay. I was
1: I was curious what was gonna be next. I am done. That's okay, bud. Uh, like, your yeah. beers were big. Oh I cannot Chris. I tried That's to okay. Chris here and I cannot chris. That's okay, someday. Someday. Someday, Paul.
0: Um John's getting up to prepare his next beer, so he talked about his favorite episode. So without getting too far ahead, what was your favorite? I don't know if I. Or if he, I mean, obviously, if you, yeah. If you don't have one, like if they were all just kind of like, oh yeah, this was. Yeah, the they thing. were all kind of. This was experience. But I also, and-
1: I was watching them like on the treadmill while I was doing something else, getting dinner ready, like because I was watching it for the show, so it wasn't like watching it for here just like I was never like after the watching the first episode, I never got excited about watching What If, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like one of the things that i i I wanted to sit down and watch it was always going to be something that i was watching while doing something else gotcha
0: see for us like this was a thing we kind of like parsed them out like we would watch like one every couple days or so just because that's what we do like we get home from work we sit down we make dinner order food whatever we do and we'll watch an episode or something or a movie or like we'll rotate through episodes of like sitcoms or something. Mm-hmm. So this was kind of one of our like uh right, want to watch the next one of these kind of things.
1: But uh, looking the episode list, I will say probably the what if uh worlds losses my mightiest heroes just because it was a good like hey, who's doing this? Hmm. And then comes, you know, full circle to hang pin. John, you got your beer. We are on IPAs. IPAs.
2: Uh, So from Other Half Brewing, I'm doing their Stacks on Stacks Southern Hemisphere Hop Edition. Uh, And this is coming in at 8.5%. Imperial IPA brewed with a hand-selected blend of hops giving notes of papaya, passion fruit, and gooseberry. Ooh. Um, Broaca, Nelson Savon, and Motika. Uh, and this is good. This is delicious. Um, all those hops, those you know, New Zealand hops work great. Um, juicy, super smooth. You couldn't believe that it's
0: 8.5%. I cannot tell you what my uh, beer is ABV-wise because it does not say on the can. It might be under this price sticker, but... Uh, from Hidden Springs Aleworks, I am drinking their Azaka Shenanigans. And this is an IPA with Azaka hops. And it smells juicier than it tastes. Like, it has a nice, like, hazy IPA smell to it. But it is a very harsh hop bitter to it. Not like that resiny West Coast style, but like it's just not as juicy as I would like it to be. Um, I, I was actually looking it up because I can't tell you another beer I've had with Azaka hops in it, but Azaka hops do say it does have a very high acidic profile, and I think that's definitely showing through on this. Um, it's referred to as a dual purpose hop, typically used as a late addition in single hop brews because of its extreme fruitiness and high alpha acidic content. So yeah, I... I feel comfortable saying Azaka is not going to be one of my go-to hops, especially if it's kind of like a like a one-off hop in a beer. Like this, this isn't going to be it for me.
2: Didn't it have like um, Founders head that Azaka hop. Uh, it's like almost I'll like a mosa- like a mosaic can. They had a Nazaka
0: IPA. The bottle looks familiar, so I probably did try this. Uh, I don't know when this came out, so I I could look that up, and I might just out of curiosity for my part. But uh, the next 2006, one, want, 2016. Thank you. So that was like right when I was moving down here. So
2: I gave it a three.
0: I might have had it actually when I lived in Michigan or I might have gotten excited that I was able to find it and had it down here. So I don't know.
2: Uh, so in 2019, when you were at the Founders Prospect Hill Pub, you gave it four stars.
0: Ah, thank you. I never comment on any of my beers, so who knows what I thought. Um, next episode, halfway through this, uh, the series. Well, you what gave if, it four, so that must be I mean, It must it. be the best beer ever uh no, no. what is zombies oh sorry uh and this is the much lauded marvel zombies episode this is something that people were really excited about something that was actually supposed to have its own spin-off show i don't know what's ever happened to that because i haven't heard anything else about it but i really enjoyed this one because it's pretty funky a lot of weird stuff happens in it and i really enjoyed it like from uh ant-man's head like flying around with dr strange's cape like zombie scarlet witch just being like a force to be reckoned with i there was enough stuff in this one it made my zombie movie fan heart kind of sing. like i loved the original marvel zombies comic books when those came out and then it just kind of became its own thing where they were just like all right well people like this so we got to keep doing something with it so it's kind of nice seeing it taken back to kind of its core just done in the MCU not the 616 comic book universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know I I dug this one.
2: Uh yeah, no this was fun. Um I liked I liked the characters that were that were the survivors cuz it makes sense that they would be the ones that could like fight them off or like Spider-Man he'd be able to just web-sling away. <laughs> like Mm -hmm. run up a building like get away from them that way then and it also plays into his movie character where he's like don't you guys watch zombie movies there's rules Mm -hmm. um and like the wasp would be perfect to be able to get away from them by turning small like or turning giant like Mm -hmm. those would be the things that would happen um so yeah, I I liked this one too, um, and I was like, I had watched those ones when this was released; those first two ran out of momentum for it, and then I was like, okay, third one with Ant Man killing all the heroes, my favorite one, which is Doctor Strange. Then this one, and I was like, okay. These are ramping up. I like these. Um, and then you get to that Thor one and it like hits the brakes for me on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this Marvel Zombies one was great. And like the same way that, like in the comic books where they were cut off Black Panther's leg and were feeding the zombies to and, and all that, like, yeah, it's just done with vision instead of because that was. That was Hank Pym. That was Ant-Man that did that, right?
0: Uh, Probably. No, cuz Hank Pym was Was he? No, I, I think like, I'm thinking about Spider-Man. I I can't remember. It was like It was a long time ago. ago
2: no. It was mm-hmm. somebody who was it was some character. I forget what character that was feeding the feeding Black Panther to his family or his wife or something. Mm-hmm. But, um but yeah, like it 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 touched on those things that I vaguely remember from Marvel Zombies. I do like how the zombies who had powers still have powers and are using them. Like mm-hmm. Doctor Strange still having uh, magic, Iron Man
1: still using like his his um,
2: <clears throat>
1: gauntlet blasters. Or b- and- or but it was Wong, right? Like we see Wong yeah. using the, I yeah. I I like
0: that they kind of went more zombie route with this than the comic book did because the comic book they were all still very much aware of who they were as people and just dealing with that as a zombie. Um but in this it's like no, they're just zombie superheroes. Uh next episode is actually one that I really enjoyed too and that was episode number 6 What if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark and I feel like this one was done into uh response with marvel learning that people really did like killmonger as a villain Mm -hmm. and just michael b jordan's portrayal of that character and they're like okay well we we have to do something more with him because this is before we actually got black panther wakanda forever where they actually Mm -hmm. bring him back in the spirit realm and having michael b jordan come back and voice his character is kind of one of those like okay like cool without knowing that he was going to kind of become like the one of the big bads for mm-hmm. the series because this was sold as like, oh, they're all just kind of like one-off stories and it wasn't until you got to that last one that you're like, oh no, like mm-hmm. it does kind of all come back. Um, I liked seeing just that purposeful, driven Eric Killmonger alongside that, well, I don't know what to do, but I should probably try to be well-meaning Tony Stark character mm-hmm. and just Killmonger leading him down the exact path that he wants Tony to go, uh, I think just speaks to him as
1: a villain. I I really dug this one.
2: Yeah, no, this was a good one,
1: too. I watched this while on the treadmill, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that Tony Stark does catch up with him. It's like, oh, no, yeah, no, you killed everybody. I'm on to you, pal. And here's the machine. We figured it out. And it's going to take you down. Because uh, I, it's his arrogance versus um, Killmonger's, Eric's, um, you know, readiness. Hubris. hubris. Yeah. yeah. I also
0: like that Michael B. Jordan's a huge anime nerd. And they mm-hmm. worked in a line about him making, like, a mecha. Oh, he's to totally this.
1: wearing, like, Goku suit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but by, by, it's, like, the blue. Like undershirt like I'm wearing. And then the like, yeah, like straps in the, the chest plate. And I'm yes, like the say the Saiyan armor. Yeah, it's he's wearing completely he's wearing the DBZ armor. And, and I'm like Like there
0: like there's the line where Tony's like, Oh, you, you made it on a mech. He's like, Yeah, you, you ever watched anime? Like I, I I dug that because that's definitely something that they just threw in there because Dude likes Japanese cartoons and he's not wrong for that, okay?
1: I was thinking it was the animator, so I'm glad you're telling me it was Michael B. Jordan that's the anime fan. Because I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. You're an animator. No, he's, no you he's, like uh, this is what you grew up on. You're gonna draw it. Because he's completely wearing Goku armor.
0: Talked about it in um interviews and stuff where his favorite animes are like One Piece, Dragon Ball Z Naruto, Bleach, and Hunter, at Hunter. And like he's when he was directing one of the Creed movies, he set up like one of the final fights to be basically like a shot-for-shot shot redo of like an anime. But that'll head us into episode number seven, which is what if Thor were an only child? Which I think is the episode that's probably most densely packed with nods. And, like, Easter mm-hmm. eggs for the MCU. But ultimately, it's kind of the weakest episode then. Because the whole thing is like, whoa, Thor's a party, bud. That's not a good thing, though. Because all the other planets he's gone to, he's
2: destroyed because he's partied too much. Oh, no. We gotta stop <laughs> the party. And are we supposed to take away that he's a stronger Thor because he's... Like, never learned to be like, s- like sympathetic, or he's never learned to be show restraint, and he's just
1: balls out thunder god. Like, why? Because he's sword? never not been worthy of the hammer. Okay, right? Like, he has the hammer the whole time. Wait, wait, no, I'm sorry, John. Yeah, in the, the first movie, the punishment from going to war is that he, that the Odin puts the curse on it saying hey you have to be worthy of this. So I guess Thor will always have the hammer no, man- no matter whether or not he's worthy or not because there is no stipulation on it.
2: Yeah. Because
0: at this point too he's he's an only child so yeah. he's kind of like spoiled so maybe it was having Loki around that made like Odin and Freya be like, "Oh, maybe we gotta rein this kid in a little bit more because at this point, like he's just allowed to go wherever and do
1: whatever he wants until ultimately oh. he's not because they finally call his mom as the uh, second child. Johnny you might relate to this uh sometimes we get the older child in trouble because they go along with our flights of fancy." And they end up resenting us a little bit, but also the hand that slapped them a little bit more. I
2: was always the one that
1: got in trouble. Yeah, but I would get in trouble while bringing <clears throat> my older brother in on it. So we would both get in trouble. I was more of a Loki in my relationship with Ryan. See, so yeah, I was probably more of a Thor. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I would be like, oh yeah, we totally can do this. This is fine. This We should totally do it. It'll be great. Let's do it. It'll be fun. And then we're both grounded. And then my brother would be really upset by the grounding and I'd be like, eh, we're kids. What's the difference between being grounded and being a kid? Nothing.
0: Uh, nowadays they would take your cell phone away.
2: <clears throat>
0: no social media for the month.
1: Yeah, I've take. We
2: yeah, have like i uh, have I've had, I've taken away Grayson's. He's got like a. It looks like a Game Boy, and it's got like mm-hmm. a bunch of games on it. Uh, he he's lost that. Like a month uh, and a half, I took
0: it away. When I would get in trouble, I would have my uh, video games taken away, which was basically my mom would take the controllers, mm-hmm. until I found out where she was hiding them, because I would just go and get it, and then like. Try to sneakily plug it back in and play games. Because I had my uh, Genesis, my PlayStation, whatever it was at the time, in my room hooked up to a TV. So I could just do stuff on my own. But it really doesn't work when you're in your room for a prolonged period of time. Then your mom's like, let me go check on this kid.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You you can't throw that controller away fast enough to be like,
2: I wasn't doing anything. Right. Uh, My mom would go and she would unhook the cable Mm. so we couldn't watch TV. Uh, How did
0: she watch her monk? More
2: punishment Um, for her. So I, being somewhat savvy, was like, she goes down into the basement to do it. So we just have to go into the basement and look for a wire that's not hooked up. Mm -hmm. And then I saw it and I hooked it back up and I was like, there. And my sister was like, you know what, Paul? Here, Here's the, the look. Because <laughs> yep. my sister would be like, she unhooked it now uh, we can't do anything. And I was like, well, we can just hook it back up. And we <laughs> yeah. did and then we watched it and then when it was like time for her to come home, we went <laughs> and I it. unhooked it. Yeah. But my mom, she's not so dumb. She came home and felt the TV <laughs> and was like, oh, you rehooked it. You were watching TV and me, being a sneaky snake, was like, uh, no, the VCR still works. Yeah. We watched, uh, we were watching movies on the VCR. Mm. VCR Great Kids fun. is, uh, we had
1: cassette tapes <laughs> with movies on them. Wait, wait, them wait. What are Blu-ray players What's the of cassette our time? Tape? <laughs> so it was uh. like streaming services, except instead of buying, like, a subscription, you would buy a movie. Individually.
0: Yeah, from iTunes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, episode number eight. What if Ultron won? And this, I think, is like one of the more interesting episodes because this is where the whole
1: show kind of takes a little bit of a twist. Well, at the uh, very I... end of Thor was an only child, this Ultron shows up. Mm. So, this is what lets you, like, these two roll into each other pretty quick. I
0: like post-apocalyptic Black Widow on her motorcycle with Hawkeye, like trying to robot arms. Yeah, trying to over not overthrow, but uh, pose like some resistance to Ultron. Uh, I'm kind of upset that I thought this was kind of be their backdoor to be like, okay, we could bring Black Widow back into the Marvel universe now because, Oh, it's an alternate reality one. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Like throw her into a movie and, Oh, this is how we hand wave it away. Um, we haven't seen that happen yet. There honestly hasn't been much of anything from mm-hmm. this popping up in the MCU. And I don't think we'll have anything from this in the MCU. Maybe until we start talking about season two, um, um cause the Kahori episode is actually really good. Um, that's a story for another time though, but I I like this one. And there was some sense of gravity to it when Ultron's kind of becomes aware of the watcher there. And I was like, okay, like this is this is a cool mm-hmm. twist. I did not expect the series to go this way because again, I thought it was just gonna be, oh, weird, fun little romps. What if dot mm-hmm. dot dot. And then when it comes into this, I'm like, all right, that's that's pretty cool. I'm I was more interested at this episode than I was just based off of like the premise for all the other
1: ones. Well, we get to see that even Dr. Strange like has that like moment with the watcher in uh, episode four, With you know, after Dr. Strange absorbs everything, he kind of like becomes aware of another presence and he actually talks to the watcher. He's like, Hey, Mm -hmm. do something. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, I I think if I had known that these were going to be the reason we were seeing these versions of these characters is he was going to grab them all to be the mm-hmm. guardians of the multiverse. I don't know if I would have liked it knowing ahead of time, mm-hmm. but I was like, oh, he's just grabbing these characters. And then he grabbed Gamora and I was like. I was a little confused by that. I was like, "Did I miss? Did I miss something?" I thought the same thing at that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it was it was good. I really like the Hawkeye and Black Widow stuff in this.
0: With his USB and, arrows and like yeah, Arnim Zola.
2: Bringing in Zola was really cool, and it mm-hmm. was it was it was really good. And then, um.
1: I like the watcher in that scene too. Like being like, "You're so close. Grab the file. Just click on it." <laughs> oh, if I could only just tell them to do it. Um, 'cause so many times I'm like, it's talking to people, like trying to get them to like, you know, t- explaining how to do something. And it's like, just click on. No, right, right, right click. Right click. The click that's on the right-hand side. The other, Use the that other button. The other button. Uh, but then
2: also like it, when it ended, I was like, oh, alright, it's like the Marvel zombie ones. It just kind of ended. Alright, well, let it be. And then it was the bringing all these characters and it had that moment of like, oh, okay. We're going to get a part, like, to be continued basically in the next episode. And I was a little better, a little more better for it. So to
0: kind of loop back to your overall thoughts, do you think you would have enjoyed or appreciated the show a little bit more if it had been like a clear through line leading up to it and it wasn't like sprung in like the finale of the, the season? Like if he had been picking people out of the timeline to to fight something, like if he was kind of like cluing you in, like, ah, yes, I need, I'll need Captain Carter for what's coming ahead, instead of it just being like, oh shit, like, now I know who to get to take care of this because I've been watching them.
2: Yeah. If th- there could have been something, and there could have been something that was teased within those that you could have been like, oh, that's what he meant, or that's what he was doing. And there might have been, but. I I don't know if I would have liked it more or less. Mm. But again, like some of these characters, like the doctor strange, I totally understand why you would bring that version in, but all the other ones. All right. It's, it's kill. You know, it's Killmonger. It's this, it's that. Like, I don't understand why that Thor, that Mm. Thor is the one that you would bring. What if it's like a... a, a different dirty dozen
0: situation where these are the ones that if they do die it's going to impact the timelines the least. Yeah. Would that make you feel better about like oh party thor dies yeah. who cares because it's not like they don't talk about like a sacred timeline in it but what if it's like oh well if he he dies like it's fine because mm-hmm. we, we don't lose out overall.
1: Yeah. I would rather than that i was thinking that oh okay these are all the characters that their timelines the timeline ends because the thing that didn't happen didn't happen like the marvel cinematic universe is the timeline that actually goes forward in the best possible route where so if you took these characters out of that timeline like okay yeah their their universe basically ends anyways so yeah, no, I didn't foresee
0: this series ending with Killmonger versus Ultron mm-hmm. being broken up by Doctor Strange, and I'm okay with it. Like
2: I, yeah, I, I did like enjoy
0: this show. Like I think, as just a standalone animation thing, this was entertaining. And I know Paul, you've grumbled previously about like. I'm paying this much for my Disney Plus. I mm-hmm. need this much content.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Th- this is content. Like it's something new. It was something different, and I applaud it for that. And I think the second season is definitely stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the scope of things, does this matter? No. It in doesn't. But it's
2: it's fun. In the second season, are they just standalone what if stories? Yes. Okay. But they're better. Because
1: so I, I don't know. When I watch Multiverse of Madness, crazy. honestly, I was like, oh, I missed something because I didn't watch What If. And then I'm like, well, how much did I really miss? Because I feel like I'm caught up watching um, just that movie. Now I watch What If? And I'm like, no, it's not even the same guy. Yeah. Uh, season two. I, it,
0: season
2: two's episodes look pretty good.
0: Uh, the first episode is what if Nebula joined the Nova Corps? So it's like a crime noir detective mm-hmm. drama. Number two is what if Peter Quill attacked Earth's mightiest hero- heroes? It's a uh, ego getting Quill as a child. And then it's the Avengers of the 1980s coming mm-hmm. together to fight him. So it's like T'Challa's dad. It's Hank Pym. It's the Winter Soldier. Like it's it's a kind of cool type time. Uh, That sounds good. Uh, What if Happy Hogan saved Christmas? It's Die Hard. Hmm. Except uh, Hans Gruber is Justin Hammer. (laughs) Nice. Uh, What if Iron Man crashed into the Grand Master? Uh, That one is Tony doesn't get to come back from flying the missile into the the wormhole and he Hmm. lands on Sakaar. That's the one where Gamora comes through. Uh, what if Captain Carter fought the Hydra Stomper? Number six, which was what my favorite is. What if Kahori reshaped the world? Which this is the first one focused on a new character. Um, Native American who gets empowered by the Tesseract. And it's actually like a really cool episode. And I'm hoping they do bring her into the MCU. Uh, next one. Also awesome. It's what if Hela found the Ten Rings? It's her and Wen Wu uh, just lay in waste to the mm. universe. Uh, then it's What If the Avengers assembled in 1602. And then the final one is What If Strange Supreme intervened. Uh, they bring him back as the, the big bad for the the finale episode.
1: Mm.
0: But it all the episodes on their own are I think are much better Versions of what? What if? What can they do? And I think they learned from that first season, and they're like, okay, like we know what works, we know what people liked, like let's come back in because at the that point they also had more characters and more stories to play with, and I think mm-hmm. it ultimately works out better.
2: Um, I don't love the art style. Everything seems very flat. It seems like they had took so how colors do you, and just drew over them. How do you feel about cell, stated, cell, cell
0: shaded, shaded stuff to begin with? Like Borderlands, like that kind of like thick lines, like a Sly Cooper. I don't
2: mind those. Because I think they
0: kind of had to do it this style just to get across who the characters were. Because it is so... Even then even though it's like a spinoff of the MCU, Mm -hmm. they had to try to get those likenesses as close as they could to those characters, but still not dwell in the uncanny Valley enough. So that kind of flat, but hyper like textured contoured look to be like, no, you're not looking at Iron Man. You're not looking at Tony Stark. You're looking at Robert Downey Jr. Voiced by someone else that like, I think it works for what it is. Because yeah. it's not what if Tony Stark. It's what if Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark did this.
1: I feel like it worked well for a lot of the characters, but then some of the characters, it didn't work at all. Like Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson. I didn't think she looked like ScarJo at all. Okay. Uh, um, I also thought that um, uh, in... The party ones. Uh what's her name? Kat Dennings. Didn't really look like Kat
2: Dennings.
1: Okay. So I mean Happy Hogan looked like John Favreau. So there's
0: yeah. there's I thought that.
1: it was a mishmash.
0: Honestly. Okay. No, I, I think both of your points are very valid. Um I don't love it. I I like it. Again, as content that's coming out on something that I'm paying for, it was something that was worth worth my while to watch like after a day of work. I like some more than others, and I think, ultimately, season two does stand stronger. But the real question, where but does this Atlanta. fall on your list? I don't know if you guys... Uh, I put you, it you, on my list already. Oh, you put it on your list already? Okay, so, Paul, mm-hmm. uh, since you already threw it on there, it's at the very bottom Yeah. For you, after Incredible Hulk. Yeah. This is your, like, no, this is the the worst part of it's
1: the it's the worst part of the MCU, but it's still part of the MCU. It's like, do I need to watch this? No. Is this something that I will get more out of any of the other movies? No. And that's why it ends up on the bottom. Because if you look at the other ones, it's like the movies that don't really count, quote unquote, count anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's why what if ends up there? Like Incredible Hulk, Thor: The Dark World. Thor, they keep trying with Thor: The Dark World. Yeah, they keep on trying. They keep on trying to make it a thing. It's not a thing. Iron Man Three, like those movies, don't really matter all that much. So that's why What If is at the very bottom. Like it's uh, fine. It's it's a thing. Like, I'm not gonna
0: rewatch it again. John, you you put yours in before I did. Oh, you're still you're still adjusting it. So talk I, us I through
2: moved, it. I moved it up one more. So, it's at the bottom of my list, but it's going to be Thor: Dark World, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man Two, What If? So it's fourth from the bottom. It's not the bottom, and this is just out of. I would rather watch. Like the Doctor Strange episode, the Killmonger episode. I'd rather watch those again than Thor the Dark World, Iron Man Two, or uh, Incredible Okay,
1: But if you're on a plane and you got a three hour flight, what are you turning on?
2: Out of those four things, yeah.
1: I think I, I would
2: I would probably do the what if yeah okay, okay. I, I think so
0: because okay. it it breaks it up enough that like you're not sitting there just like, oh, I'm still watching this, like you're getting like a a few different episodes i I, I, could,
2: I could if I'm flying Sorry. on a plane, it's rare that I'd be by myself, so I could have that you're um... on the run
0: like you're by yourself
2: just... yeah help I could help a child that's next oh, to me. Yeah, I could help a wife. <laughs>
1: I'm John. I, I, I have, just have a it, kid. I got responsibilities while on the plane. <laughs> um, or I could
2: just be on my phone and just have it. I would have that on, and I'd be like, "Oh, this is a cool scene," and watch it, and enjoy those episodes because mm-hmm. I do like the Peggy Carter, mm-hmm. Captain America. I do like a lot of those ones in the middle. The, the Ant Man killing the just or the uh, Avengers strange the killmonger um the zombie one like the only ones i'd probably skip would be the the star lord one and the uh, um, star lord one's pretty good i don't know but that's just, the, the, the star lord one takes too long to get going okay um and then yeah like the thor, the thor one i would skip but um and to be honest, like I turned the Thor one off before Ultron showed up in it. I <laughs> I was kind of just done with it. I had to go I had to go to the doctors because I was watching these today. So I left for the doctors, and when I came back to to start it up again, I was like, I don't need to finish watching the Thor one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think it was awful. I liked most of the episodes. And I like most of the stories. Um, So I don't think it's the worst. (laughs) Obviously, it's four up from the bottom. Yeah, I I put it second up from the bottom. I put it ahead of
0: Incredible Hulk. I put it behind Thor the Dark World because they keep trying to make Mm -hmm. Thor the Dark World the thing. And at some point they might succeed in that. I think they did do a good job with having Thor and Rocket go back to... Uh Asgard in uh Time Heist. Was it Endgame? Yeah. Yep. In Endgame. I but that movie's still not not great. Incredible Hulk is it's a hard watch. And when we started doing this, at that point I had already seen that movie like maybe a half dozen times. Mm-hmm. Um that movie has some stuff going for it, but there's a lot going against it. Is that even I think... on Disney Plus yet? I think they did put it on there, but I could be misremembering things. I think if I had to pick one to watch, What If would probably beat it. But again, it doesn't add anything new to the canon. It just kind of plays with some of the things that are there, but in a way that it doesn't impact anything. Um, So whenever we get to Season 2, that will place higher on the list than What If Season 1, but it's fine like again like as a thing to just watch as content that if you're paying for it is there cool i i don't think i'll ever go back and rewatch any of these though unless 10 years from now we do a a great marvel movie retrospective retrospective where we uh have to take a look at everything again that might be the
1: only time that i go back to it the incredible Hulk no, is need- on Disney Plus, yes.
2: Yeah, this is. I think at some point we need to do the DC movies. I
0: I would we've talked about it briefly before. I would be okay with that one. I just don't know what the parameters would be for that one. Like is it just like the Snyderverse stuff? Is it all DC movies? Because like, apparently all D C movies do count because it's a multiverse, so things yep come back so i could understand that but then I, that, I mean i need to me. go but then do i need to go back and start with like superman one through four and then batman through batman like what what where do we draw the line with that
1: i think that's a that's something that we leave up to the people that want to sponsor us
0: oh uh, i don't know I don't know, but I'm, I'm glad you b- uh, both sat down to watch this. I'm glad we got to talk about it. I'm glad I got, uh, you know, talked to my best friends while I was drinking some beers, and some of them are better than the others. Uh, well, I got to watch
1: of Magnifon... after this, huh?
0: Um, what is that the next one? Yep.
1: yep.
0: No, Paul, you're on phase five there. Next one would be Shang-Chi and the Legend oh, of the Ten Okay, I've
1: seen that. So Spoilers, guys.
0: I'm happy to sit down and watch that one again,
1: because <laughs> i For the first time in a long time, this will be a retrospective for me. Hey. uh, I
0: was going to jump into this quick. Uh, Magnify Brewing, they are the company that did the blue milk beer that I had last week. (laughs) This is their S'mores Mind Over Matter Double Chocolate Milk Stout, uh, 8% ABV. This is a really good uh, double chocolate milk stout. I'm, I'm sad I didn't drink this one, and I blame John for picking IPA instead of stout. I had, you have had to drink it. Time. I know, I still am. But guys, next episode, you know what time it is? Our look back. It's time for the look back.
1: I have
2: I book.
0: John,
2: uh, I'm going to make you guys do uh, the six fingers and uh, <laughs> the left six hand. Six fingers of. Make,
1: uh, six fingers of destiny, up oh, toothless. <laughs> yes uh i'm gonna read the
2: the second one there the of the two books the second one and if that one is uh as good as the other one i'm gonna i'll make
0: you read them both okay i didn't write down anything so six fingers destiny up the toothless (laughs) sounds like an episode title to me
2: Uh, what's a cassette tape
1: (laughs) all right good night everybody